Welcome to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're doing 1984's Dune, directed by David Lynch, starring Kyle MacLachlan. But before we talk about that movie, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? Um, I watched Shallow Grave uh, from 1993. Okay. What an excellent movie. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, if you if you like Danny Boyle and you like Ewan McGregor, uh, and I know we all do, yeah. um, just check it out. You know, strap in because it's, it's, a, it's a really funny movie and it's also really scary in, in parts and it just goes into places that you can't even, you know, believe. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I love it so much. Yeah. Shall I, I've never seen it. I need to check that out. Yeah. I watched a movie called The Lobster. It came out this year with Colin Farrell and yeah. Rachel Weisz. Mm-hmm. It's directed by Yorgos Lanthimos, mm-hmm. the Greek filmmaker. Right. I wasn't too pleased with it. Really? Really. Okay. I, I had high hopes for this movie, mm-hmm. and it wasn't what I was expecting, I guess. Okay. I, I don't know what I was expecting. I thought it was trying to be too quirky or something. Yeah. And too downplayed. Mm-hmm. Well, I I mean, I heard yeah. I heard it was very polarizing when it, when it first got on the festival circuit. Yeah. Um, and I can understand, because it sounds like that's how you felt about it. The concept is you go to this hotel when you break up from your significant other, mm-hmm. and you have to find another person to be your partner within like 30 days. Otherwise, you turn into an animal of your choosing. Okay. And Colin Farrell has to go there. He brings his brother with him, who's a dog now. <laughs> and like <laughs> He's trying to meet someone, and I don't know. There's like a resistance group in the woods, mm. and they're not allowed to fall in love because they're against this. It's really weird. Okay. It could be good, mm-hmm. but I, I didn't. I didn't care for it. That's fine. Yep. So let's talk about Dune. Yeah. So Dave, why don't you give everyone a synopsis? <laughs> okay. Um, and just to let everybody know, this is number two in our, um, you know, like series uh, this month, in mm-hmm. which we're talking about great directors who made uh, films that are not personal to them mm-hmm. for a myriad of reasons. And uh, this is number two with that. Was David Lynch doing stuff that is not so Lynchian. And um, so the movie <laughs> is. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just smiling here. That's okay. you're all right. Um, the 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 movie is based on Frank Herbert's 1968 book. Um, I guess it's actually a series of books, um, unread by me, read by Scott. I've um, read the first. Yes, in which a bunch of planets, sometime in the future, are battling over. Um, this spice, the spice melange, mm-hmm. uh, spices in general, um, in which the, it's life-giving somehow, and, and, and it enables space travel uh, really easy, like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And, uh, yeah, it's the, the, the whole thing is about this battle, and then there's this, uh, the, 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 the planet that has the, the, the spice melange, which is the, the life-giving spice, mm-hmm. is battled over by, um, like, two rival uh, houses, um, and uh, there's going to be a messiah to come and right. that's what the story is. The spice is the uh it's pretty much the most valuable resource in the entire galaxy. Yes. You know. So whoever controls the spice controls the universe or they say something like that. Sure. You know. Which I think is taken from the book. A lot of this is taken directly from the book. It's pretty true to so the book. So it's faithful to the book. It's faithful to the book, but okay. it's faithful to about fifty pages of the book. Oh. Because you can't cram all this stuff into a two hour movie. <sighs> Yeah, I, um, I wouldn't think so. It's, no. it's uh, I forget how long the book is. It's at least six hundred pages, right. and that's on like eight by eleven pages. Yeah, like it's huge. It's a huge book. Right, right. There's too much forced. Just move along, move yeah. along, keep going, keep going. And uh, 
it can't develop naturally because they're trying to cram every single fucking thing in. <laughs> yes. And and we know f- from like all these book adaptations recently, like you, you just can't do that. Well, and that's when I've always been a, kind of a proponent of of like long novels or series of novels. Mm-hmm. They're they're so much better as far as adaptation goes toward television. You know, just just making it into a TV show. Yeah. Because yeah. you really can tell a story with, with the with a. A, a book book to film goes all the way back to the beginning of film. Yep. But if you wanted to really stay truthful to or like faithful to the original source material, the only way to do it is to make sure that the book is of like a novella's length, really. I mean, if you have a well, 90 yeah. page short story. Short stories make the best source material. You can do it because it takes about two hours to read that book. So mm-hmm. you can really get everything you want in there. Mm-hmm. Something like this that's that's like a, a book that, that creates a world and is on an epic scale, yeah. uh, to, to make that a two-hour movie or a two-and-a-half-hour movie even mm-hmm. doesn't work. Yeah, so the planet is called Dune. It's actually Arrakis is yes. like the technical name, but it's right. Dune. It's, they call it it's Dune. It's a desert planet with the spice. It's got giant sandworms on it. Mm-hmm. If you've seen Tremors, that's what it is. <laughs> yep. This movie's pre-Tremors, by the way. So It sure is, yeah. So take that, Tremors. <laughs> right. But they do look totally exactly like a Tremor. Uh-huh. So the Kaladin Empire, mm. led by the Atreides, yes. um, are appointed in charge of Dune, mm-hmm. kicking out the Harkonnens from Gady Prime or some fucking planet? Yeah, Gady Prime, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Stay with me. <laughs> <laughs> The Harkonnens are getting kicked out because they aren't doing a good job, I guess. And then the Atreides are put in there to do a better job. And then it's like a big uh, a, a plot. It's a ruse. And the Harkonnens take over and kill the Atreides again. Yes, and that's what they're there for, I, right. Yeah. And uh, so the, the son of the Atreides emperor. Of the Duke. Of the Duke. Mm-hmm. Duke Leto. Mm-hmm. Is Kyle MacLachlan. Yeah. And it's Paul Atreides is his character's name. He's the Messiah, mm-hmm. and from the very first like frame of the movie, it's told there's going to be a Messiah and all this crap, you know, yes. where it's going to, he's going to do something, um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I don't know what, but he ends up turning out, you know, he develops, you know, his, his uh, Messiah-ness as he goes along. Yes, yeah. his, his messianic qualities mm-hmm. like develop over time. Yeah. Um, and and we we get all of this um, in the first like maybe two minutes of the film when before the opening credits Virginia Madsen playing the Emperor's daughter I guess uh, like comes up and in a close up in costume like where where she's and behind her is just the galaxy she tells us you know everything she tells us what story we're about to be told yeah. And mm-hmm. she tells of, uh, you know, Paul Atreides and when he's coming back and stuff like that. Um, and I, I the, the, it, it was definitely the most bizarre, um, I guess, opening monologue to a film I've ever seen. Yeah, it's pretty much just, all right, here's what's up. Yep. Here you go. Yep. And that that's what an opening monologue typically does it a does, lot of times. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's not, you know. Right. I don't think it should do this, really. <laughs> Because it's clunky. Because it's just, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah, it's getting forced down your throat, this right. exposition and stuff. But when I started watching this movie, I was like, all right, I know this book is dense. They've got to condense some things into into this, you know. Uh-huh. And, hey, it, it's a kind of good overview there. Yeah. I kind of know what's going to happen right now. Yeah. So I'm okay with it. Okay. Okay. So, so that's fine. And then once they start moving in and all this stuff, like, 
scenes just keep happening like so quickly in succession. You can't really follow what's happening. I mean, did you have a problem with this movie with how fast everything's going and how I, hard to follow it is? Yes. Okay. Yes. Nonstop. I mean, I, I sat there for 140 minutes, just not, I, I, I kept saying <laughs> to myself, like in my notes, I just kept writing what's happening. I honestly, yeah. I, 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 cause I don't know what's happening. It, this is all moving way too fast. And even if it wasn't moving fast, it's so slapdash and thrown together in such a kind of haphazard way. I mean, it's totally disorganized. And can you tell me, did, did the book have like stage whispers throughout it? I mean, were, were you, were you constantly like, it, was that just the way of, of them, them like preserving the narrative to have like, like everyone's inner monologues I, be? I was going to bring that up. It kind of is like that in the book. Okay. But after a while I was like, okay, I know they're just doing this to yeah. cover up plot holes. Right, right. Like, like uh-huh. Sting has a, a, a like a, a knife jump come out of his chest, yes. and he's trying to stab Kyle MacLachlan with it. Yes. And as soon as it like flips out of its compartment, like the the like inner monologue goes, oh, a poison blade. Yeah. And you're like, you don't have to say that. It's just a blade. It's threatening. Like and, and you don't have to go. Oh my god. And the camera yeah. is focusing on this blade. Yeah, it points it directly out to you. I don't you need know? Kyle MacLachlan's like like head. A voiceover telling you there's a dangerous object no, there. No, you don't need to telegraph <laughs> that. You're already showing it to me. Well, in the book, that was a big deal. But, you know, they set it up so hard. Like, yeah. he had this blade here, and it was going to be used for a different purpose. Okay. And, like, all this crap. And right. he, he had this big, like... Showdown gladiator style with another Harkonnen, like okay. in this big arena and shit. Like, <laughs> and so, I mean, that all got left out of the movie, which is fine. You don't need it to yeah. get the main story across, right? Right. But like, they're still trying to preserve like this, th- like poison nature of it, and like poison's not mentioned once in the like movie, really. Not really. Like, no. I guess when they have to drink the water of life, it like is poisonous. Yes. Or whatever. Yes. To most people. To it most is. people, yeah. yeah. So there's that. But that's not what's on <laughs> Sting's chest piece. By the way, Sting is in the movie. <laughs> yeah, Sting is in the movie, and he he doesn't have a lot to do. No, uh, but I I guess Fade Rautha is a very important character. He is. Everyone is a pretty important character. Yeah, but most of the important characters have about thirteen seconds of screen time. Yes, they, they just can't fit it all in. I mean, I'm always like, whenever I say to myself, what is happening right now when I'm watching a movie like this, uh-huh. it's usually because it's based on books that I haven't read. Uh-huh. And I'm always kind of like, I, I, I guess I, part of me has admiration for the people who are watching it, who who read all those books and really wanted to see the, 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 the you know, adaptation of it. I get it. I, I, I understand why people would feel strongly about it because I, I imagine it could be a compelling story if you, you know, like... With, with the if you had read the book and really kind of digested mm-hmm. it that way, but when you come into this cold, there is no sifting through all the stuff you're seeing. Not at all. And I read the book about a year ago. Okay. And I still was kind of like, what? Yes. Going on. And that's you having read the book. Yeah. Yeah. Like it probably made a lot more sense to me. Right? You know. <laughs> <laughs> um. And you said like we keep saying like this script is the movie is so badly put together like it's It's a mess roger ebert said this movie is a real mess an incomprehensible ugly unstructured pointless (laughs) excursion into the murkier realms of one of the most confusing screenplays of all time (laughs) 
you know what? And honestly, like, okay, as as true a statement as that is, I I have gone on record on this show many times uh-huh. of talking about like ambition in movies uh-huh. and how I I always admire it. Mm-hmm. If I don't get it, then that's kind of cool. Yeah. In this case, I'm totally on Roger's side. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, I, although although I do differ with him because I read the same review, I, yeah. I differ with him on the ugly thing because oh, it looks good. This I, movie well, looks great. The special effects aren't too great, if you ask well, me. No, that's true, yeah. Especially the computer uh-huh. effects. This is yeah. 1984. Right. Computer graphics, uh-huh. um, they look like shit. They do. Those human shields, it's like a fucking plank. <laughs> yes. It's it's terrible. They should have just not used it and just said, all right, our shields are active. Right, uh, They yeah. should have just uh-huh. said that because right. you couldn't see shit happening. I know. With these giant, like... Lego blocks like going, brr, brr, <laughs> yes. like moving around. I know it looked like the robots from Interstellar, like kind of. <laughs> yes. That's true. Except right. it's like this like crappy like beige color like overlaid on Kyle MacLachlan. It's I thought a... it looked like TikTok from Return to Oz. Oh actually. yeah, oh, kind of the same dude. way. You know, yeah, it, it's pretty bad. Yeah, this was uh, Siskel and Ebert's worst movie of 1984. I believe it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I and I think a lot of it probably had to do with kind of the overarch like the topic of our month, which is that like they probably expected a lot more from David Lynch. Right. He had just done the Elephant Man. That's right. And Oscar nominated. Yeah. And they're like, all right, mm-hmm. let's give this guy some fucking money. Yep. Let's do one of the biggest sci-fi novels of all time. Oh yeah. This guy who's done all this crazy weird kind of shit. Yep. You know. Mm-hmm. He can. He's gonna do something with Dune. That's right. Yeah. And. He tried to, he did. but it didn't work. I mean, he was pretty much controlled by like the De oh, Laurentiis, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? Right, right. He didn't have final cut of the film. Right. I think his version was over three hours long, yep. and they wanted a two-hour cut. Yep. And I can imagine this three-hour cut still being hard to follow. I, like, yes. Yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, you can't blame it entirely on him, because what he wanted to make, they cut it down by a third, mm-hmm. so... And then they do all these reshoots and voiceovers and right. all that crap. Like, it's just a mess at that point. And you can really kind of appreciate, I mean, like at a major studio that doesn't give a director final cut. Um, what What is it, you know, what, what business does a studio have telling David Lynch how to make a David Lynch movie? Right. I mean, it, it, you, you, there, how can you give him notes I know. You know I, it, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, like, like this is an auteur. You, you've definitely seen his work up to mm-hmm. that point, The Elephant Man. And, I mean, he, he made Eraserhead, which is one of the weirdest films of all time. But it's so great. And it's excellent. It's amazing. Yes. Even today, 40 years later, it still holds up as, like, one of the most bizarre and scary movies that's yeah. ever been made. Yeah. Um, and... Like, like, how how could you look at that work and then watch what he's turning in each day at the dailies and 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 then like and start cutting it, taking scissors to it? And I, I was thinking that, like, I'm like, all right, so you know David Lynch's style, yeah, like that's why you hired him. What David Lynch doesn't do in his movies <laughs> is give you boatloads of exposition. No, he does not. That is not David Lynch's no, style. No. He doesn't want you to fucking know what's going. <laughs> doesn't even know what's going on it's, it's better for him if you don't know like right. i read one of his books that he wrote and he's like sometimes you just do it just mm-hmm. because you think it's like what you want to do yep and you don't have to explain shit and i i totally believe that because i mean if you if you if you study his work after this and before this you yeah, can totally definitely. tell that a lot of times he probably doesn't quite know what he's getting after. i still couldn't tell you what maholland drives about 
I, I have seen the movie tell ten you, times. Dude. All I know is I get really scared watching certain parts of it. Yeah. I laugh at other parts, and I'm just uh-huh. I just let that movie wash over me, just like probably he does. Yeah, you know, because it's brilliant stuff. You just have to, you know, like understand what yeah. you're getting into with David Lynch. <laughs> but not with Dune. No, Dune is like completely, and and it's it's so weird too because I mean Jeez. it's got his guy in it. Yeah, Jack Nance is in this. Yes, movie. Jack Nance is there. <laughs> Kyle McLaughlin is there. Hair. Yeah, I know. Kyle McLaughlin. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, yeah, Jack Nance is is just I, I guess he's like the 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 minstrel for uh, for Harkonnen. Yeah, he's like a, a number one guy, or yeah. like a, he's a, he's a hanging out with him all the time. I don't know. I, what is he's he playing doing. an instrument in, in when he's there? I don't think he has I any lines. But, I mean, but Patrick just, Stewart's playing that instrument. That's right. Yeah, eh, some kind of like 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 it's it's like it's a, like a sitar. Thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. right. It's a stringed instrument. It was cool in the book. That was really cool. I yeah. liked his character in the book. He was okay. like Gurney, I believe. Yeah, it is. Gurney. Right. Um, in the movie, he like really just went wasn't doing much i mean <laughs> no. it's because no one had anything i mean they cut everybody's stuff i'm sure yeah he probably had a lot of stuff going on and right. they got rid of it right <sighs> what what do you think about the big like krangs like the brain aliens <laughs> that well, turned around the spaceship um <laughs> you mean the one that comes to visit the emperor in the oh yeah the right scene? at the beginning yeah, yeah. that's uh yeah, the, the brain thing. Right, all the Richard O'Briens like lead him in, yeah, and yeah. and they they you know like he's he's like giving giving shit to the emperor for for like uh, botching the, the 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 job on Dune yeah. by giving it to the heart, giving it to you know the the Artrides and uh-huh. whatever. Um, I sort of liked the brain effect. I thought the practical effect creature looked yeah. all right. I did too. It's yeah. kind of in the brine. Um, yeah, and and it's it's. I, I also kind of liked the way it communicated with with the emperor, how it spoke. It's it, it, oh yeah, it goes through the one other guy, who, the one of the Richard mm-hmm. O'Briens, and he's got like a thing in front of him that's like a like universal a, a, translator, yeah, translating microphone thing. He's yeah. talking into. Yeah, I, I sort of liked that. I thought that was neat, man. Yeah, that's I did cool too. Mm-hmm. Science fiction stuff, Me right too. there. Yeah, I thought that guy looked good, but then it has him like the some another brain thing floating around. Yeah. Like and it looks terrible. You mean the brain that's not in the brine? Yeah, he's yeah. not in that jar. I don't know what that is. He's like floating around a spaceship. Yeah, it, it looks g- really weird. Like it's because it's like rear screen projection. It, it's, it is rear screen projection shit, and yeah. it looks awful. It does. It looks like, I mean, like like Ken Russell did some really excellent rear screen projection in Altered States. Yeah, and this is like. If this is like an object that's just sitting on a shelf that they've got a movie behind. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, this is pretty bad. Mm-hmm. It looks like they're in a car driving down the road yeah. from the, a film in the 1930s. I know, I know. Um, and it's really small, too. Yeah. It's kind of like off in they're the... They're trying it, to give it scale, I guess. Uh, like, yeah, Because right. these ships are huge. Yes. But I mean, like, Ghostbusters came out this year, dude, and yeah. those effects were awesome. They were, they were, they were still really good. Like, mm-hmm. dude, like, I don't know what happened to this movie. I mean, I guess if Dino De Laurentiis is, is getting your movie from you and is, like, chopping it up, yeah. you know, independent of you... He's a noted schlockmeister. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, you know, he, he's not going to care about quality in those effects. And, yeah. You know, yeah. What, what about the worms? How did you think of the worms? Well, actually, I thought the worms were pretty okay as well. I would say pretty okay is a good way to put it. Okay. They're not great. No. But they didn't look too bad. No. Sometimes they looked worse than other times. Yes. But um, I liked when they have Paul Atreides, like, mount the one and he so rides I. it. I thought mm-hmm. that looked good because yeah. it looks like it's actually... You know, it's something he's on. Sure. So it looks real. Mm-hmm. It looks right. good. Um, and other times it looks like like clay, stop motion claymation yes. almost. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but and the Blu-ray I, transfer doesn't help with with stuff like that. No, but like we we said off the air that the 
It looks great on Blu-ray. This movie looks great. <laughs> These opening sequences of like the landing on the Emperor's ship mm-hmm. and like all the art direction in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. th- when we when I disagreed with Roger Ebert's assessment that it was ugly, this is what I'm talking about. Really. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is like he he knows visually how to tell a story in all his movies. Yeah, yeah, and and that's that's the kind of the 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 Lynchian qualities that are in this is is just knowing how to create a big set that that is visually mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, it's 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 awesome. Right, and I agree. You can tell it's like I think more so than like Cape Fear was. Yeah. You can tell it's more Lynch. Absolutely. There's more yeah. Lynch in here than Scorsese uh-huh. and Cape Fear. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't feel like Lynch. No. It looks kind of Lynchian, doesn't feel like Lynch right. at all. Were were there any weirdo moments that, that that you think could fit in like Lynch's in the rest of his resume? I mean, anything from this movie? Yeah. Like I don't know. I think what he did with the with Baron Harkonnen, yeah, like, mm-hmm. and that's how he's described in the book, right? Like that, and he did a really good job with that. Okay, it's pretty disgusting. Yep, but um, that was very Lynch stuff. I yeah. was. I'm glad you said that because that's exactly what I wrote down too. Uh-huh. Was like anything. In fact, any scene that has Baron Harkonnen in it, like, kept my attention. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's just really um. The, the 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 guy he's he's a big fat guy a, a huge guy he's a disgusting fat dude he's job of the hut pretty much yeah and his body's like decaying on yes. him and in the book it's described he gets like transplants from people to yeah. like like make his flesh younger again and right. better and he drinks blood uh-huh. and they show that in the movie yeah and quite a disturbing scene yeah they bring that that guy in who's like you know he has a heart plug yeah like they've installed this spigot into his heart so that he (laughs) could just chug the blood out of him yeah while he's alive really really weird Mm -hmm. and and that was in the book okay yep and i liked the effect of baron harkonnen uh flying around it looked great yeah by the way that was the best special effect in the movie um it looked really good Mm -hmm. because in the book, he has, like, a chair that floats him around, kind of. Okay. right. And I guess, like, he's wearing this weird suit almost thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what's making him fly. Right. And the first time you see him fly, he just, you're like, whoa! I know! Holy shit, I know. dude! He what's, goes, whoa, the... like, yeah, up in the air. Right. <laughs> it's like the third scene he's in, uh-huh. and he just, like, out of nowhere, he, he he's, like, talking about his plans, and then he just flies in the uh-huh. air, you know? Yep. It's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about Kyle MacLachlan's performance? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's one of the most... I, I, I guess it was the most unexpected part of it because when I saw that it was Kyle MacLachlan teaming with David Lynch, uh-huh. I'm very familiar with their work together. Yeah. Um, I have seen Twin Peaks. I watched the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I've seen Blue Velvet. Mm-hmm. I know about this pairing. Yeah. You know, it's it's a very famous, you know... Uh, it's a duo. Uh, it is. They, 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 these guys really have a shorthand between them mm-hmm. and, you know, they work well together. So when I see this, I don't know what to make of it. <laughs> <laughs> because like like what, what I don't know what Kyle McLaughlin's doing. I don't I don't know what his performance is supposed to be about. He's overacting throughout the entire movie. He wasn't that great. No. No. I mean he he has lots of hair and that's about it. I mean he he's yeah, got he's, he's, he's like got a, some sweet hair. It's, he does. It's sexy, it's suave. <laughs> yes. It's permed. Well it's not permed. It's just it's, wa- it's just wavy yeah. and gorgeous. It's great. Yeah, it's right. great. Yeah, he starts out in the film kind of boyish. Mm-hmm. Almost at the end he's Jesus fucking Christ. Yes, you know? exactly. I know. So he, he is Jesus he F. Christ. He does kind of... Yeah, he does kind of... Just <laughs> his middle initial right. F. Christ. I thought it was H. Christ. Oh, no, well, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but, like, in his performance, I can see a transformation from boy to man kind I, I of happen. I can too, yeah. But, like you said, it, it is very 
overacted mm-hmm. and I don't know what happened. I think this was the first film they did together, too. Yes, it was. It was the first thing they It was their first did. collaboration, right. So maybe they didn't uh, have that spark yet. It's possible, yeah. But it's not really good Kyle MacLachlan. I, no. I don't I don't I don't buy it. And I and I'm I'm so I'm still so shocked by it cuz it's like I I can't believe that this is the same guy who one year two years later was in Blue Velvet. Yeah. And who really under seems to understand what David Lynch is all about yeah. and and performs it mm-hmm. like just so spot on. Right. And I mean Agent Dale Cooper uh, for anybody who hasn't seen Twin Peaks, it, it's it's iconic acting. Dude, I have never seen it. Oh, you haven't? Nope, I oh. haven't seen it. I know I know about it. Okay. I haven't seen it. That, that so. is something everybody should experience. I know. It's it's in my Netflix. Yeah. It's sitting there. Okay. I will. I promise, Dave. Good, good. <laughs> okay. Um, I do think other people were acting quite well. Okay. Like, a lot of the cast was doing pretty good, I think. Oh, I think so, too. But a lot of it was really bad. I know. Um, I thought Francesca Anna. Uh-huh. Anna's did great as Lady Jessica. Yeah. Uh, she was really good. Didn't do a whole lot. No. I mean, like, nobody did a lot because they cut 90 minutes of everybody's scenes. <laughs> um, well, yeah. And it's so hard, too, because of this th- This script is... Mm-hmm. Kyle MacLachlan might be overacting. This script is so far overwritten and so, yeah. you know, like like trying to convey i guess a both a shakespearean and sci-fi tone at right, the same yeah. time some kind of operatic status it's going for and and i yeah. mean it's just failing so miserably at mm-hmm. every turn i mean lines like you know moods are for love play i think patrick stewart says that just before he attacks okay uh Kyle McLaughlin with like the the trapezoidal um <laughs> suit that he puts on him the, for the, like battle practice the trapezoid thing yes. yeah okay mhm and i mean the, the the scene with the Ben Gesserit challenge. Oh yeah. Um, he man. sticks his hand in that thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. San Phillips is is the the actress who's playing oh, the, the, okay. the high priestess. Mm-hmm. I remembered her from uh, from I Caligula back in the seventies. Oh really? Which is excellent, <laughs> and she's way better in that than this. Uh huh. Um, boy, is she? Uh, you know, she, she's really. I, I, she she's going for it and that's fine. She's go she's being bigger than life and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But man, when it when it when the cake falls on that kind of performance, it's really obvious and it's just you can see the wires all the time. It's so bad. Mm-hmm. Everything is forced. Yes. Like nothing nothing seems natural here. No, no. Like none of the story progresses smoothly at all. It's just rough cut out of Frank Herbert's novel. Like yeah, they right. like just took an ax and like cut it into pieces and sure. just like glued it together onto film. Yep. It is so poorly done mm-hmm. in that aspect. Yeah. Which is not what you expect from David Lynch. Nope. And he even admits that, yeah, he fucked up. Oh, he doesn't like, like this movie. He yeah. hates this movie mm-hmm. and he takes the blame for it. Good. Because he was the director. Right. Um, but he hates it. That's <laughs> and he hates how he was treated sure. in the studio system, sure. man. Yeah, and, and he has every right to. And, and I mean, he—I he, I don't think he would ever, you know, work with the De Laurentiis again. Certainly. Oh no way, um, dude. Because no one should, for one thing, yeah. except Giada. I work with Giada. Yeah. Well, sure, yeah, okay, fine. But that's uh, <laughs> that's different. <laughs> exactly. That's cooking, right? <laughs> um, but like like David Lynch is um is one of the maybe the great one of the greatest filmmakers you know like of the last century pretty good um, a very original yeah con- totally filmmaker. unique and mm-hmm. and has a real vision for for what he wants to do mm-hmm. and um to to know that this is his work it, it's it's still just shocking yeah. to me and, even I mean, after talking about it for he, this long he knows he sold out yeah he admits it he, right he totally sold out sure 
I guess everybody's got to get paid. You know, it, it does happen. But I guess, I mean, it was a good idea, though, too. Yeah. I mean, this film was in the works for like six years or something before yeah. he even got involved. Like, right. I think Ridley Scott was going to do it. Sure. And um, uh, someone else was doing it. I can't remember who it was. Okay. But there were two other, like, very good directors yeah. going to do this movie. Mm-hmm. And just because of the Laurentis's bullshit, yeah. like, they got out of it. Right. Like, I mean, because they won't put up with that crap. Yeah. And, like, David Lynch wrote, like, seven versions of a script for this movie. <laughs> and then the final script he wrote, like, got cut down to nothing. Right. Like, it's probably butchered and, and mm-hmm. torn apart. Right. So I don't blame this on David Lynch. I blame it on the studio. I would too. And and there's and there's a lot of things in it that I I, I guess the, the the best parts of it are the most, um, like even if they aren't like top top flight Lynchian stuff, mm-hmm. it's it's still like it made you smile in a few places, and you just kind of go, okay, I get I I get where David Lynch is kind of putting Lynch things in uh-huh. here, you know, like when when Sting emerges from like what looks, I mean. He's like, I guess he just got through a bunch of, you know, Tantra or something because he's just all oiled up. He's in that like flying V Speedo (laughs) T-shirt. Yes, yes. He looks like he just emerged from Jeff Goldblum's fly (laughs) machine. Yes, (laughs) he was in a a matter transfer chamber (laughs) and he comes out like all sweaty and and he's just like... He's glistening in in Baron Harkonnen's and he's room, smiling, and he's got this oh. big lascivious grin. And Baron Harkonnen, who I'm pretty sure is homosexual, uh, he is. Okay, yeah. Um, do they spell that out in the book? I I think they spell it out in the book. Okay, yeah. They 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 hint at it here in the movie, mm-hmm. and he calls Fade Ralpha, lovely Fade, mm-hmm. and I'm like. He's right. really into him in the book. Okay. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. That that's and I, I guess it's good that, that they at least got that across uh-huh. in in a subtle way here in the movie. But yeah. um, I, I'm I'm still not sure why it was necessary to have Sting emerge that way, almost nude. I don't know. I don't remember that from the book at all. <laughs> okay. But I read he was supposed to do it nude. Oh. But you know, Dino comes in and says, <laughs> "Nope." Nope, nope. Sting agreed to do it nude. Wow. Yeah. And uh, nope, cut that out. Not happening. Okay, if he is nude, <laughs> if we actually see Sting's, you know, like... The like Sting's thing. Right, Sting's thing. Dangling. Stinger. Right. <laughs> right. Then that, that actually makes the movie better quality because at least, you know, you're doing what you want to do. How, what, however it's received, it, it's, it's still like, okay, a nude man. I think if I saw Sting's dick, I'd like the movie better. <laughs> I really do. Right. I, I actually am in agreement with you, yeah. Um, so <laughs> let's get past things dingling and go to um Kyle McLaughlin's little sister in the movie. Okay. So his mom, Lady Jessica, becomes like a new Ben Jesuit witch or yeah, something. This high priestess yeah, of like, and, uh, and they when they do the ceremony, like she's secretly pregnant mm-hmm. and no one's ever done the ceremony with a pregnant p- person before because you transfer all of the previous knowledge from the last like priestess uh-huh. to the new one, yeah, and so like the fetus becomes infused with this knowledge and shit. And the book makes it really good. Yeah, like it's like, oh wow, that's pretty, that's interesting stuff. Like yeah. what's gonna happen with this child and all this. And so like this daughter is born and like grows rapidly uh-huh. and stuff. And a few years pass in the movie from like that point on. Yeah, um, before the ultimate like final battle for Dune, and. uh the, the, the little girl's this weird, creepy bitch. She is just... <laughs> this weird, creepy she, bitch. <laughs> she is. It's this little girl actor. And she's got, like... She's wearing, like, some kind of sari or something. 
Like a burka? <laughs> it's a burka, yeah. And she's totally wearing a burka. Yeah. And like, she's like bald and has these blue eyes. And her voice is like this. <laughs> it's like Chucky. It's like Miko Hughes. Dude, it's, yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. And like, like all these people have a power called the voice. Uh-huh. And when they do the voice like this, yeah. it means they're like controlling someone. Okay. That's right. what the voice is. Okay. Um, in the book, it's just regular talking. Yeah. But they're using the voice. Okay. Um, in the movie, they had to represent it somehow, so they made it like, blah, blah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, which is fine. You got to do that stuff in a, in a movie. You can't just talk regular no. and know you're using the voice, right? Right. right. So she's like saying shit like this and like, and how can this be? He is the Quizak Hatterax. And you're like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? You know, that little kid yeah. <laughs> grew up to become Alicia Witt. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> you know, which is so strange because I'm sitting there watching this and I had the same reaction you did of this little kid who is definitely freaky and acting up a storm for a little kid. And then mm-hmm. to find out that she was the same girl who was in Cecil B. Demented and The Sopranos was like, oh man, okay, fine. Uh, yeah, she grew out of her dune face, I guess. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All that knowledge. Uh, yeah. All that oh, knowledge, man. It helped. Yeah. It helped a lot. Yeah, yeah. She grew up to be quite It's good. so weird. And like... She's like all of a sudden appears out of nowhere. Yeah. She's in the cave. Like she's, they mention her fetus. I think they show the fetus yeah. in like the womb in this really gross shit. Yeah. Um, and that was very Lynchian. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then you see her in another scene in a cave with a nosebleed. Right. Uh, and then later you see her like kidnapped by the Baron Harkonnen, I guess, or the emperor. Well, I, I think that she uh, goes to the emperor on her own. I, I don't know. I, I can't tell. Was she kidnapped? I don't you know. You can't tell oh, because no, she's okay. just there. Yeah, she just appears she's in the emperor's chamber. She's just there right. at the end of the movie. Yeah, and she and she's telling the emperor what's going to how it's going to be and the the and you know and okay, here's here's a shit part, okay? All right, all right. She she says, "My brother Paul blah blah blah." And a couple more lines go by of dialogue between her and Jose Ferrer. Mm-hmm. And then she says, "My brother Paul." And and Jose <laughs> Ferrer says, Paul is your brother? <laughs> yes, he. she just told you that 30 <laughs> seconds ago, you ass. I mean, wh- wh- how, how did that get in there? Mm-hmm. How, how did that get left in? I don't know. Why didn't they cut that? I don't understand <laughs> it. Because, that. I mean, Jesus, every time stuff like this gets in there, look, a director and an editor and everybody associated with the movie has seen the movie. They've lived with it for a year. Mm-hmm. They've seen mm-hmm. every, they know every frame of it. How does that something like that get by? Because uh, no one gave a shit. I guess not. I don't think anyone gave a shit. All they cared about was reaching that two-hour mark. Yep. They didn't care how good the movie was. Right. They just wanted two hours. Right. That's it. Bullshit. <laughs> yes. I know. I know. Um, and uh, the little kid was pretty strange. But the, And this is around <laughs> the same time. That uh-huh. Now, she, she actually kills Baron, Baron Harkonnen. Doesn't um, she stab him with a, like a needle, and then he like yeah pops and flies out the window? Yes, he pops and flies out the window. It's really it's really messed up. It looks stupid. Yeah, it's because he floats in he floats with that out. really cool effect that we described, and then he's just like he's in midair floating in the air, and she she pops his floating suit, I guess, and uh-huh. he just like um you know you, you hear air like escaping from the yeah. hole. <laughs> yep, <laughs> this weird. Like gaseous <laughs> sound, and he's just like fl- he, he's, he's doing like, some spiraling. Through. Yeah, spiraling exactly. And he, he flies out the broken window into yeah. the the storm. Yeah, because at this point, the Fremen, like the the local people on Dune, yeah, like 
Paul Atreides is now like the Jesus of their people. And he's been renamed. Yeah. Now he's Maudib. Yeah. For which, no reason. Which means... I, 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 whatever. Which Ma- means like mouse under the moon or some crap like that. Is that what it means? It's something like that. Mouse under the moon. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, it's on the Denny's menu. <laughs> yeah. But, uh... <laughs> but they're like all riding the sandworms in uh-huh. to attack the, the castle or something. To attack like the it's, emperor's it's, ship. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's D-Day mm-hmm. on Dune. Yes, you know, right, it's Dune right. Day. It's right. And so... <laughs> He like is like spiraling, farting out of this castle, <laughs> and he flies right into a sandworm's mouth, <laughs> yeah. and he gets swallowed like yeah. the sarlacc pit. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's it's a it's 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 the same. It's it's not as good as Return of the Jedi, but it, it is the same effect. Yeah, see, so um, right in. <laughs> and, uh, you know, um, and and it's my favorite part actually of of Jose Ferrer because like, it's it's a it's a transition. Where like Baron Harkonnen goes into the Sarlacc pit like Boba Fett, <laughs> and then we and then it just cuts to we see like but by, by this time yes, yes, when, yes, when yes. all the attack is going on and the Fremen are attacking the ship all the all the like heads of state get at this like sort of slot machine mm-hmm, and, and they start mm-hmm. doing battle with the ship <laughs> right, right. they're just looking through these like like uh, yeah they're on like a submarine periscope. Yes. <laughs> And they, we see Harkonnen fly away and get eaten, and then it just cuts to the Emperor is now at one of the slot machines, very, like, um, I don't know, kind of blithely, warily playing the game, yeah. and, and then it cuts again. So mm-hmm. we don't even see, like, what the end battle is, because we cut just right to the Fremen are now aboard the Emperor's ship. Uh-huh. Yep. They're all standing there. Yep. And Kyle McLaughlin walks in and says something, and it starts to rain? Yeah. Like it's the prophecy was fulfilled. Yes. No one talked about rain the whole movie. But I guess we're just supposed to like sort of glean that on a desert planet, what do we need? Rain. We need rain. Well, that water's a big deal in the store in the novel and in the movie. It's kind of they touch on it briefly. You gotta have water because it's a sure. desert. Yes. And you have the the recycling suit that recycles all your body water. Yeah. And all that stuff, yeah. so you can live in the desert. Right. But no one talks about oh, you need to bring rain to Dune or. Or it's, whatever. It's it starts mentioned. raining. What? <laughs> yes. What the fuck? This is after the knife fight with uh-huh. Sting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which was so lackluster. It was it, like It went about what? 20 seconds. Well, they probably cut 10 minutes of it. I mean, <laughs> And I, I he was stabbed Sting in the throat though, which was yeah, sick. and that was that was good. Yeah, yeah that was a good mm-hmm. death. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very anticlimactic. And, and then he like, already won the battle. Yeah, and he but then he like uses the voice at him. Yeah, and Sting's chest like cracks open uh-huh. as the floor beneath him cracks yes. open. And I was like, that was cool. Oh no, that was that was awesome. I was yeah. like, that's the only thing I've seen in this movie that was pretty cool. Right. <laughs> And I liked the effect. I, I sort of liked the blue-eyed effect from the Fremen. Oh, yeah, I, I yeah. I that was pretty good. It looked cool, especially yeah. on the Blu-ray, dude. It yeah. looked really cool. Right. It was vibrant. It was, oh, yeah. God, that was that that redefined blue, really, for yeah, me. It was dude. just like, whoa, it's look at this. Blu-ray. Right. Shit. The little kid had really nice, you know, blue dude, eyes. Dude, it made her that. even more, like, yeah. creepy as shit. It did. Like, that little thing. It reminded me of the kid from The Third Man, actually. It was kind of the same oh, scary yeah. effect, <laughs> yeah, <dude. you> know? <laughs> Um, Yeah, dude. And Linda Hunt. Was in it, right? Yeah, she was. Shout out Mapes, I believe yeah, her she name was. is. She, shout out Mapes. She mm-hmm. has nothing to do. No, any, she didn't even need to be in the movie because neither. Why was she here? I mean, in the story, <laughs> she had something to do. Okay. In the in the novel, I should say. Yeah. In the movie, you didn't need her at all. 
I, I guess if, if you're making a big expensive movie, you want Oscar winners and you want like yeah. prestige people. So you get Max von Sydow and Jurgen Prochnow yeah. and, and you get uh, Linda Hunt and Patrick Stewart. and John Sting. Hurt wanted to be in it, but he couldn't. And he oh, later okay. said he's glad he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, John Hurt dodged he's that. He's not afraid man. to say he's glad he missed this one. Right. <laughs> Good for John. Yeah. <laughs> Good call. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, you just won an Oscar with David Lynch, right? Yeah. So, right, right. I mean, nominated. Well, oh, yep, yeah. yep, that's right. He right. was nominated for right. Elephant Man. Mm-hmm. Why not go again with David Lynch? It seems like the thing to do. Yeah, I think he probably had other priorities and couldn't do it. I think so, too. Uh, yeah. Lucky Dodge. <laughs> lucky <laughs> Dodge, for sure. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, I, I don't know what to make of... This was my, it was my favorite part of the movie. Okay, I'll tell you, okay. and, and and not my favorite part in that I thought it was cool. My favorite part in that I thought, oh my god, what am I seeing? Okay, right after th- we have triumphant reign on on Dune, and you know Paul Atreides is now uh, the master of the universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he's He Man. Yes, right. <laughs> By the power of Grey Skull, Sting was more come. like He Man with that that he leotard, was, exactly that little thong he had. <laughs> yeah, if he had a battle okay. cat, he would have been He Man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when the credits come up, um, oh my! Wow, uh, it looks like everybody's screen test. Yeah, they're yeah. in costume mm-hmm. and they're like looking at the camera and then looking left and looking right, uh-huh. and then to the right of them is this Ben Hur font saying their yeah. name and, and and their character. Yep, I have never seen anything like this in in a modern film it, before. It happens in Spaceballs. <laughs> at the end of Spaceballs. Yeah. But it works at the end right. of Spaceballs. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> but not like this though. It, no, it, no, this is no, worse. This is this and, and that is that that's, that's actually, them showing clips of them from the yes, movie like that, in their like funny and, scenes and, and it freezes. Yes. And you know, that Rick I've Moranis seen, as Lord Dark right. Helmet. You know, that whatever. I've seen a million times. Yeah. That, that that's in almost every universe. Oh yeah, this film. one's like and next up to bat. Yes. Yeah. And yes. like they're doing a pose and right. shit. It's like and it is like it is their, their their demeanor, their carriage, it's screen tests. That, that when you want to see what a costume looks like on screen, you film them looking forward, looking left, looking mm-hmm. right. Why is this in the movie? <laughs> why is it there? And then why do you put this weird Spartacus font next to it? Yeah, I, I, I don't, and, and oh. it's all overlaid of like ocean waves oh. because now there's rain or something. Yeah, there's this rear screen projection behind and them I, with I, ocean stuff. I don't even remember the end of the novel if, if, if rain happens. I, I don't even know. Okay. I really can't remember. Okay, well. <laughs> like, oh, like I, I have said before, I don't like the book, dude. I know. I remember it's you telling me how, how awful it was. long yeah. and not interesting. Yeah, sure. So, um, sorry, people. <laughs> it was okay. It was yeah. okay. Yeah. I wasted a lot of time on it. I wish I had back. But uh, if you like Dune, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I used to play the video game all the time. There was it a was, video game It was game an RTS, a real-time strategy game, where you go harvest your resources and your spice. Okay. And you build ships and battle the other people and stuff. I have no oh, idea yeah, it was existed. fun. I played wow. on PC like when I was like 10 years old, man. Okay. It was cool. All right. Well, uh, it sounds like it, Romance of the Three Kingdoms or something. It was better than the this movie. <laughs> yeah, well, it had no, to be, did, I guess. All right, so... Is there anything you really liked in the movie? Like, because I can't think of anything that stands out that I really, like, really liked. Um, uh, uh, no, there, there wasn't anything that, that I that I looked at and said, I'm glad I'm seeing this uh-huh. and I'm glad that I've digested this. No, it, it, even if I thought the Harkonnen sequences were kind of fun and cool to look at, yeah. if I'd never seen them before, I'm not missing anything. No. 
I, I don't think so. No. Is there anything else you want to talk about this movie? I guess just to say that, like, you and I have seen Rock and Roll Nightmare. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. This, I'm going to argue, is less coherent than Rock and Roll Nightmare. It might be just because of how crammed it is. Yeah. Rock and Roll Nightmare is lacking stuff. Right. This has an abundance of shit you don't need. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just a more expensive, messier, and better acted, I guess, version mm-hmm. of, of what that movie was. And, and, you know, like, I had more fun watching it than I did this movie. And full disclosure, yeah. I nodded off several times watching this movie. I, I, yeah. I paused it an hour in well, and, and just had to, like, take a break because I was like, this is boring. Full disclosure here, I turned it off after an hour because I was too tired and had to go to bed. I believe it. I woke up the next day and watched about another 30 minutes of it <laughs> and then went to work. <laughs> and then I came home from work and watched the rest. And <laughs> it doesn't matter if I watched it all in one sitting or not. It would still be just as confusing. Uh-huh. If I was engaged with it, I wouldn't have been as tired and gone to bed. You know, like... Oh, no, exactly. It was exactly. like putting yeah. me to sleep. Yes, yes. You don't, you don't fall asleep during a compelling film no matter how tired you are. No, dudes riding giant sandworms yeah. and fighting alien races? Right. How could you fall asleep to that how, shit? How, how is that not interesting? Right. Somehow it isn't. No. You know, somehow it's completely um, like like something that you, you just want to run in terror. I mean, I, I, I've, I can't believe how awful this movie is. It's really fucking bad, and yeah. I agree with Siskel and Ebert. I agree, too. It's, it's no killing fields. <laughs> oh, crap. <man>. No. <laughs> 84 was a good year, man. Yeah, it was. You had Amadeus, you had The Killing Fields. You, you had you had Videodrome. You, you had Ugh. so much great shit. Ghostbusters. Um, Ghostbusters, of course. Yep. This was a, a, a complete misfire all around mm-hmm. for every, in everybody's career, really. I, I have not seen a movie this boring in quite some time. That's true. And, um, you know, yeah, now ter- you, terrible. Now, now you own it. You know, Netflix DVD service is absolute crap. It's getting bad on you. I mean, uh, unless you plan two months in advance. Dune is a movie they should have. They should have a ton of them just sitting here because it's a cult film. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, actually don't even share our opinions of it. They they, they think it's. Oh, they love it. Time has been kind to it and stuff, you know, and it's. uh, I disagree. I disagree completely. Yeah. And whether it's three decades old or it came out yesterday, this is a piece of shit. So would you recommend it? No. <laughs> I no, would not. No. Th- this movie, um, th- th- this is just like such a, uh, an indulgent mess of a, of a, of almost, uh, and even if we did see the three hour cut, I can't imagine it's any better. No, I doubt it. Highly doubt it. Right. It, it, it's, this movie is terrible. Nope. Nothing to watch here. No. Stay far away from Dune. Sorry, Taylor. <laughs> You better stay away from Dune. <laughs> you know, and and this is a, it's it's I guess it's a good example of like what we talked about what we talked about before on the show about like if you put in a request for in our during our dudes on demand month and we don't get it in, it still might fit into our programming, you know, yeah. another point. So, you know, Taylor, uh we're we're sorry we didn't do Dune before and we're sorry we don't share your opinion of the film. And we're sorry we did it now. Yeah, we're we're kind of <laughs> sorry we watched it too, but you know, <laughs> but stick around, Taylor. <laughs> All right, so that wraps up the show. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe in iTunes, rate it, review it, and most of all, share it with other dudes. That's the only way to get more dudes in the army. Yeah, the that's dude right. army hashtag dude army. <laughs> if you don't use iTunes, you go anywhere.
anywhere else a, do- a podcast. I almost said an iPod is. Go to the other iPods and get it. Come on. You can someone find else's us. iPod. You'll find right. us on someone's iPad. Go get them. Um, or you can go to dudesonmovies.com and find everything you need right there. Yep. Um, and look for us on Facebook and Twitter because that's where we do all of our, um, you know, m- most of our like supplementary stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. just, you just want to engage with us there. We've had a lot of activity on Facebook recently. Yeah. Um, it's been really, really cool, really gratifying. From all over the world, people are, you know, calling in. You're just coming in and saying, hey, how's it going? Right. And that's that's really awesome thing when you do a podcast. So just look for us there. Yeah, dude, definitely. So stay tuned next week when we'll continue with our whole theme month here in mm-hmm. September when we're going to do 1998's The Faculty, directed by Robert Rodriguez, starring Josh Hartnett, Elijah Wood, and pretty much everyone else you know in the world because there's a lot of stars a lot of names in this movie dude uh-huh and i think this was dane's idea on yes, the facebook was. page yes it wasn't even a dude's request uh-huh. but um we asked the page to for ideas for this theme and he came up with robert rodriguez came up so. with a, just a really good one here yeah. you go man so mm-hmm. yeah stay tuned next week for that thanks for listening i'm your dude scott i'm your dude dave and we'll see you next time